eternal wisdom played in the beginning with God. And we ask ourselves, what does it mean to play with God? Even more, what do we mean by beginning? Are we talking about the beginning of time and space, or the beginning beginning before the beginning, and that unknowing and unknowable eternity before there was time and space, before the Godhead rang out into creation, let there be light. We need to learn to play with God and to have a playful and joyful experience with God. So let's talk about it on today's Wisdom's Cry. He is the creator and sustainer of all the worlds, whether those worlds are known or unknown to mankind. Eyes unclouded by hate. Does not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice? Hello, everyone. My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. And today, I want to talk about wisdom at the beginning, when wisdom played with God. And what does that mean to play with God? That sounds like something that your parents would tell you not to do, doesn't it? Don't play with God. I think there's a lot more to it than that. But before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast and whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithm to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other. And that's why I do this in the first place. Because there has to be a place for us to discuss these ideas. Because if we don't discuss them, and we don't share, then we don't have the community. And honestly, if you're not willing to put your faith out there to be tested and challenged and risk having to change your mind, you don't really have faith at all. Thank you to everybody who's already done that. It really does mean the world to me. So what in the world does it mean to play with God? So there are several ways that we can read this, and it really depends on how much you want to get into the mysticism of everything that's going on here. And it really does boil down to that. Because if we're talking about in the beginning, Bereshith, in the beginning, are, are we talking about, when are we talking? What time frame are we talking about? In the eternity before the universe came into being? When the universe came into being? And my answer to that is one that you'll find a lot from people who practice creation spirituality. Creation is always. Every moment is a new creation. From second to second, the entire universe is reborn. And in that rebirth, we have a chance to recreate everything. So when we say, like the writer of Proverbs, that the Lord possessed wisdom from the beginning, and that wisdom played to the delight of God. We're talking about that eternal beginning, that eternal moment that we all live in and that we strive to find, that we enter through meditation, 
that we find in prayer and practice, that we experience in moments of profound compassion and justice and celebration, in awe and wonder, in silence and in creativity. In those moments, we enter that eternal beginning, that eternal now in which God is. Because God is, was, and ever shall be. God is the ground of being in whom we live, move, and have our being. And so it's important for us to begin at the beginning. That every moment, every moment is a chance for us to start anew. Every moment is a chance for us to begin to play with God, to play before the Lord, to bring delight to the universe, to the cosmos, to our fellow human beings, and to the divine providence that watches over all of us. Every moment we have that chance. And one of the great lies of the deceiver, one of the great lies that goes into our minds is that it's done. There's nothing I can do. There's always something you can do. It may not be what you want to do, and it may not be the ideal thing to do, but there's always something to do. And I would say that that thing is to learn to play, to play before the Lord, to bring delight to God as we play. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean to play before the Lord? How, does, how, do, how do we play before the Lord to the delight of God? Well, we know the attributes of the divine. From the Lord's eternal providence, to wisdom, understanding, knowledge, judgment and strength, compassion, beauty, splendor, victory, the foundational righteousness that we all live in, and the glorious kingdom that spreads out throughout the world, though many of us do not see it, for the kingdom is within us and among us. It's not something just in me. It's something that exists between the two of us, the three of us. As Jesus said, when two or more are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. For the kingdom is not just something that is in our hearts, but it's something that comes into the world as we gather in fellowship and community. And there, as we practice, and it is a practice, to remind ourselves that the kingdom is within us and among us, and to learn to see that kingdom, to know that we all live in Zion, the Zion is not a place on a map. Mount Moriah was once a place on a map, but now Mount Moriah is wherever you are. Whenever you pray, you are in the Temple Mount. The Holy Spirit within you takes you into the temple, into that celestial temple of God. And you are in Zion, no matter where you are. And that is important for us to understand, especially with this. So we must begin, as all good things begin, with knowing where we are. We are in Zion. Knowing who we are. We are a particular and royal priesthood. We are the partakers in the divine nature 
as St. Peter promised. We are filled with the Holy Spirit, and we are guided to learn all things that our Lord Jesus Christ, who is eternal divine wisdom, wishes for us to know. And now that we have in our mind who we are, we ask ourselves, what do we do? We are in this eternal moment, in the beginning. Let us play with wisdom. Let us play before God, to the delight of God. How do we do that? Through compassion, through love, through care for our fellow individuals. Knowing that individualism is in and of itself a lie. There is no separate self. There is no you and me. And at the same time, there is you and me. It's like when we talk about the Trinity. Yes, there is a Father, a Son, and a Holy Spirit. There is the Mother, Wisdom, and the Comforter. Yes, these exist, but they are all of one essence. They are all united in one. There is not three gods. There are not six gods. There's not a thousand gods. There's one God. Shema Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And as Jesus prayed the night before his crucifixion, may they be one in us as I am one in you. And if any one's prayers surely were answered, it is the prayer of eternal wisdom. We are one with the Lord. We are one with God, and we are one with each other. As St. Paul taught us, we are one body with one head. We are one. There is no separation between us, and all that exists is one. And in that space, in that place that we think is separating us, there we find Jesus holding everything together. These are the insights that Paul brought to us. These are the heart, the very beating heart of eternal wisdom. And so once you build that up in your mind, once you accept that in your heart and in your life, and you begin to live that way, then the question of how exactly do we play before the Lord, how do we play with eternal wisdom, opens up so many possibilities for us. For we are always doing it. Just as our suffering is united to Christ's on the cross, so too are our joys and our pleasures united with wisdom as she plays before the Lord. So, okay, what does it mean to play before the Lord? I know you think that I'm just dilly-dallying and I'm not going to get to it because maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm going to tell you that you have to give a donation to the Lord, well, really to me, and then I'll give you this nugget of wisdom. Or maybe it's a secret blessing that only comes to those who blindly follow. And none of that is true. And beware anyone who tries to tell you such things. Because as Christ taught us, freely have we received. So freely should we give. And so how? How do we play before the Lord? Well, as always, let's go back to the four paths. 
because they tell us everything that we need to know. So first, in the path of bliss, in the path of awe, we find God in awe and wonder. So as we study the themes of the first path, we learn that we delight the Lord in hospitality, in existing in the kingdom, in watching a beautiful sunset and feeling that joy, watching the sun rise and feeling that joy. Every night in fall and winter, I look up and I see Orion in the sky, and it makes me smile. And I take a moment and I say a prayer because of this relationship that I've developed with that constellation over the years. In these moments of awe, as we watch the phases of the moon or the comets fly through the sky, as we witness the birth of new life, as we offer hospitality to our friends and to strangers alike. In all of these moments, we play before the Lord. In all of these moments, we play with eternal wisdom in that eternal beginning to the delight of God. In the path of silence, it is in letting go and letting be. In learning, like I do, to name your suffering and to talk playfully with it as a way of coping with pain when it enters your life. That's playful. It is a delight to the Lord. In learning to let go and letting be. These are ways that we delight the Lord. In learning to empty ourselves of all that we are. In the way of creation, in the way of creativity, in path three, Ah, this offers us so many possibilities. When we sing, when we dance, when we cook food, when we sew, when we knit, when we crochet, when we decoupage or do woodworking, when we write our stories, when we tell them to others, when we make a joke, when we enter that beautiful state of creativity, where we connect to that divine nature that has been gifted to us that we are allowed to partake in, when we invent, when we build. In all of these things, we are playing before God. And in all of these things, we bring delight, not only to the one beyond all things, but to those around us and to ourselves. This is the great mystery that so many people miss when they talk about spirituality and religion, that they think it's all suffering and asceticism. It's a joy and celebration, which brings us to path four, to the way of transformation, to the path of celebration, where we strive for justice, when we lock arms in that protest when we prove ourselves to be the ones that Christ will call good and faithful servants, when we stand for the sick, for the oppressed, for the blind, for the refugee, for the prisoner, when we stand for those that Christ said, whatever you do unto the least of these you have done unto me, when we stand up for them, when we bring them justice and hope, and release of their suffering. 
we are plain before God. When we do the divine work of the gospel, of bringing sight to the blind and hearing to the deaf, when we heal the brokenhearted, in these times we are playing before the Lord. It may be a somber game, it may be a ruckus one, but in these times we are doing the divine work, and that divine work is play. For as Jesus taught us, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will bring you rest, for my yoke is light and easy to bear. And it is, for once you discover the joy of the Lord, once you discover the joy that God brings into our hearts through compassion, through mercy, through meekness, through humility, through understanding our interconnectedness with all others, then all of those things that once felt like a burden, that were hard, become easy. Because we know that we are not alone. We know that even if there is no one here standing with me, there is the Holy Spirit within me. Christ dwelling in my heart. An army of angels surround us at every moment of our lives to aid and minister. We know we are not alone, and we can stand tall, and we can stand proud, knowing that they are with us, knowing that they have entered our lives and will never leave us. We play before the Lord in meditation, in song, in so many things. So many things that we take for granted every day. When we cook our breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we play before the Lord. When we laugh at a funny joke, we play before the Lord. When we hold the one that we love, we play in the endless fields of pleasure that the divine has laid out before us. In all of these things, we celebrate life. Because remember, the one lesson that St. John told us that we need to know above all others, that God is love. And whoever knows love knows God. And whoever does not know love does not know God. This is a very easy litmus test, especially for people who claim to speak for God. And there are many who blaspheme and claim to speak for God and do not. And we can tell them apart from those who do speak for God for the, from the words that come from their mouth. God does not create confusion, and God is love. With these two principles, we don't need any others, though there are many others that we could apply. We know how to discern the voice of God. Anger is not the voice of God. Hatred is not the voice of God. For God is love. And when love becomes angry, love speaks with a broken heart, not vitriol. When love hurts, love seeks to heal, not to destroy. For that is the heart of God. And that is the place we live when we learn 
to play before the Lord with eternal wisdom as she did from the beginning. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you haven't already, please take a moment to rate it in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, in the show notes you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean. I shouldn't have to say that on a religious show, but sometimes you got to. Keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. You can also hit me up on Twitter and Instagram. I am Wisdom Cries Out. And you can find links to everything that I do over at wisdomscry.com. I really do hope that you're enjoying this new format, this weekly format. I'm kind of playing around with it. It's a bit easy to do this time of year through Advent as we go through the various themes of each week of Advent. And I'm kind of contemplating what we're going to be doing going forward. So I would really like to hear from you if you have any topic ideas for the year to come. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of this. And as always, let us end with prayer. O blessed Lord, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I ask that you will bless us and keep us growing in wisdom. Amen. And amen.